Hey, Mr. Bob, what's up? Looks like autumn's coming and you're still out here rocking. You know, Mr. Kennedy, this is my most favorite time of the year. Look around, colorful scenery, cool breezes with the smell of football in the air. But enough about me. Tell me, Zach, what's on your agenda for today's class? Well, we just traveled to Boston to talk about the massacre. And now everybody is wondering what's going to happen next. So I wanted to bring them back to Philadelphia to talk about the First Continental Congress. That's a great idea, Zach. You know, that was the first time all the colonies got together to act as one cohesive country. They knew that was the only way to get back at King George III and all his ridiculous taxes. And also, thanks to the Boston Tea Party, British Parliament implemented new laws to punish and to isolate Boston from the other colonies. Must have been really hard and a great challenge for all these different opinions to get together and to agree. It wasn't easy, Zach. But thanks to the new intolerable acts by the British on Boston, other colonies feared that these laws could be imposed on their colony. It became the underlying bond between all of the colonies. And now everyone wanted to break away from England. So what did the First Continental Congress agree to do? Well, Zach, the way I remember it... You are listening to The World According to Mr. Bob, a historical fiction educational show based on true life events. Some sounds and language may be inappropriate. Listener discretion is advised. The First Continental Congress featured almost every significant political figure of the American Revolution. Those that served in the Congress at Carpenter's Hall in Philadelphia included Samuel Adams, John Adams, who are second cousins, Henry Middleton, Stephen Hopkins, John Jay, William Floyd, Samuel Chase, Richard Henry Lee, Peyton Randolph, Patrick Henry, and George Washington, and other founding fathers. The first Congress started with Peyton Randolph trying to call everyone to order. Delegates of the first meeting of the newly formed Continental Congress, I present to you the newly elected President of the Congress, the delegate from Virginia, Mr. Peyton Randolph. Gentlemen, gentlemen, thank you, thank you. I'm honored, thank you. But can we all try to come to order, please? I promise, everyone, all your concerns will be heard and addressed. We can't keep paying these taxes. What's it getting us? King George just sits on his throne and takes our money. It's not right. Gentlemen, please. At this time, I would like to recognize the delegate from Boston, Mr. Samuel Adams. The floor is yours. Thank you, Mr. President. The king could not have devised a more effectual measure to unite the colonies. Old jealousies have been removed. Look around and there's obviously a perfect harmony that exists among us. Now is the time to act as one and boycott these goods that the king wants us to pay taxes on. Order, order. The motion is noted. Now the president recognizes the gentleman from Virginia and my good friend, Mr. Washington. Please go ahead. Thank you, president of the First Continental Congress, Randolph. Your cousin Thomas Jefferson would be very proud of you. 
it's too bad that he is back home right now. But, gentlemen of the Congress, it has come to my attention that these horrible grievances set forth by the British Parliament implemented on the great colony of the Massachusetts after their harbor tea spilling incident are out of line. These new laws that we are calling the Intolerable Acts have gone too far. The British have designed these acts as a most wicked system for destroying the liberty of America. Well, I say, give me liberty or give me death. They four have designed it that way, Richard Henry Lee. And that's a little harsh right now, Patrick Henry. But, everyone, if we all don't act now, if we all don't take a stance against this overruling king, it will only be a matter of time before these laws are implemented on all of our colonies. This is a threat against the way of life as we all know it. They closed Boston's Harbor. The British closed Boston's Harbor. How in the world is commerce supposed to exist with the harbor closed? Delegate John Adams, please do not speak out of turn and without being called on. Both Richard Henry Lee and Patrick Henry talked out of order. My apologies, President Randolph, but these new laws are directly affecting the everyday lives of all my constituents. We've had enough. I say we simply stop doing business with the king. Okay. We don't need him anyway. We can make everything we need right here. People, stop talking out of order. You must wait to be called on. Now, Mr. Samuel Adams, go ahead. I was going to say that there is no way my city will be paying the fine the king implemented for destroying the tea in the harbor. The tea that was destroyed was not even from England. This fine is preposterous. And in no way should the great city of Boston pay that fine. Mr. John Adams, yes, you have more to say? The British haven't stopped there with their unnecessary and cruel punishments. Parliament has rewritten and took away Massachusetts charter government and put it directly under their complete control. This is an outrage. Parliament now directly appoints all held positions in Boston and they have limited local town meetings to one per year. George Washington, go. This is the exact thing that all colonies should fear. We must stand our ground. We must be strong. Massachusetts, if battle breaks out of any kind in your great colony, we will all band together and help defend our land. And this, this goes for every colony. Yes, we are all in agreement. Yes, General Washington, it appears that all the delegates are in agreement. I just wish that the southern colony, Georgia, would have sent someone to represent them here in Philadelphia. It's all right. We will make sure that they get the news that all colonies are in agreement to boycott British goods with the creation of the Continental Association. Yes, George? Mr. President, I would like to already add an amendment to the agreement. All right. Go ahead. Now... I know this may eventually hurt our business directly, but we must prepare for it. I propose that if the king doesn't resend and reverse these intolerable acts within a year, 
we must stop exporting our goods to England as well. Yes, we must show the king that we are serious. Amendment is agreed to. Wow, Peyton Randolph was a real big deal with the First Continental Congress. How come we never really hear about him more with the other big founding fathers? The Congress's delegates voted him the president of the Congress. Peyton Randolph was a pretty big deal in Virginia, and he was voted the president of the Congress multiple times, but became sick during each term and couldn't fulfill the full terms of the Congress. Each time he ended up going back to Virginia to get better. The third time this happened, Peyton basically suffered a stroke while dining with Thomas Jefferson and died. No way, that's awful. Poor Jefferson probably had no idea what was going on. Life was definitely a lot different back in the 1700s. Now you know why Ben Franklin started the country's first hospital. It's a good point, Mr. Bob. Too bad for Peyton Randolph that Franklin's hospital was back in Philadelphia. Yeah, I guess in hindsight, Peyton should have never left Philadelphia in the first place. <laughs> All right, Mr. Bob, I'm off to teach. Great talk this morning, as usual. I'll catch you later. Talk to you later, Zach. Remember, have fun teaching. That's right. Bye. The World According to Mr. Bob is created, written, and produced by Bob Staniszewski and Adam Staniszewski with associate producer Zach Kennedy. Recorded and mixed at Crooked Lane Sound in Cherry Hill, New Jersey by audio engineer and sound designer Adam Staniszewski. Episode number three of season one is titled The First Continental Congress. It features Jim Lilly as Peyton Randolph, Dan Flynn portrays Samuel Adams, and Brett Slavin performs George Washington. Mr. Bob's graphics were designed by J.R. Farrell at Promotional Graphics Doylestown, PA. The theme songs are provided by Silent Partner and Ease Jammy Jams. For a full list of character and musical credits, please check out our website, theworldaccordingtomrbob.com. And while you're on the internet, please follow our Facebook page for updates. Hit the like and subscribe button on our YouTube channel. If you want to advertise or sponsor the show, please email us at worldofmrbob at gmail.com. Or to support Mr. Bob, PayPal him at worldofmrbob. Mr. Bob would greatly appreciate it. I'm Danielle Byrne, announcer extraordinaire. Thank you for listening and please tune in to the next exciting episode of The World According to Mr. Bob. This has been a Moon Ranger production.